Welcome back for another episode of Taking the Cynic Route. I am Jeff, and with Bruce and Guinea John, my partners in crime, we join the 27 Club, since this is episode 27. However, we all survived. So, we almost didn't survive the weird-ass commercials that we watched. I think any John might be onto something with this whole sexual subliminal messaging and advertising. Because we watched some crazy ones and it's, it's worth a listen. We dissect them and get into it. We also talk about times where we got in trouble in school. We talk about weird celebrity deaths. Um, I saw a the Chris Farley death picture, which totally screwed my head. But um, yeah, it's a good episode, all in all. It makes you think, makes you laugh, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. So, without further ado, episode 27 of Taking the Cynic Route. What the fuck are you doing? So loud. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where, where's my volume? I can't hear anything. So Guinea John, Guinea John here. I got a hold of the of the uh, volume knob Holy somehow. Shit. I'm like <laughs> and fucking I like deaf. overcompensated. <laughs> Can you guys help me? <laughs> What are you saying? All right. Anywho, listeners, welcome to episode 27, <laughs> the 27 Club. That's right. The Cynic Route has now hit the 27 Club. Let's hope we make it to 28. The Will we? What the hell's 27 Club? You're going to have to hang around, listeners, and see how see if we get there. I'm sure we will. All the famous musicians that died at the age of 27. Oh. Did you not know that, Bruce? No. Like, well, who, who died at 27? Uh, where do we begin? Start with the three J's. Sure. Jimmy. Janice. Jim Morrison. Okay. All three died. They were 27. Um, And then here's one. A couple that a lot of people never mention. Pete Ham of Badfinger and Chris Bell of Big Star. Two seminal fucking bands of the 70s who whose only crime was that their timing was wrong and Badfinger was raped by fucking horrible um, managers and unscrupulous but um probably probably the worst tragedy in music yeah that's, that's really, up there if you dive into that story yeah what do you need Bruce I need my volume down still okay <laughs> 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 I don't even know what knob that is. I what? don't either, but I think you're turning them all the wrong way. <laughs> three. He's three. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Check one, check one, check one. So I'm one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Technical difficulties. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Speak. Much better. Is that better? Okay. okay. Yes. While Bruce is twisting his knob. <laughs> Other 27 club members. Uh, um, Kirk Cobain. Okay. Right. Amy Winehouse was one. Yeah. Um Stones, what's his name? Brian Jones. Yeah, Brian Jones. Yeah. So it was, you know, some people have this thing. Oh, if you're 27, you got to watch out, you know. But uh, hey, I, I'd uh, I'd be 27 again. I could, I think I could handle that. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Coming face to face with your own mortality, guys. It's uh, 
it's a zero sum returns, diminishing returns battle, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not never, you're only going to get closer to it. You right. Know? So you right. might as well not form that mental habit now. Right. <laughs> Thanks for the buzzkill, dude. <laughs> so, uh, how, how do you, how Can we go back to talking about farts and dicks? <laughs> how do you, uh, how do you sell a deaf guy a duck? How? Do you want to buy a duck? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. Somebody step on a duck? <laughs> Get on the bus! <laughs> Get on the fucking bus! <laughs> <laughs> Stick a foot right in her cut. <laughs> uh, those are some greatest hits from episode 25. If you haven't heard, you know, we'll wait. Hit pause on 27. <laughs> or you can just listen to this one and then go back. Yeah, right. yeah. we would prefer that. Yeah. Classics from Beer Can Billy. Yep. So, just one of many guests. Let's ask our listeners. Um, got a question, listeners? I want you all to think of a paper towel company that starts with the letter B. Every, I'll give everybody. Just think of a paper towel company that starts with letter B. Uh, is it Barack Hussein Obama? Barack Hussein Obama. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, well. <laughs> Um, not quite, unless he's like, you know, soft and absorbent. Um, <laughs> so I, I have some bounty in the back room. Okay. Bounty. Wait, 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 Bruce. And what's your, what's your response? I'm feeling quite brawny. Brawny and bounty. <laughs> did you, any, did you guys realize that there's two paper towel companies, brawny and bounty? Okay. Big fucking deal. Okay. Well, <laughs> it also makes me think of Brondo. Uh, which was uh, like this Gatorade drink in the movie Idiocracy. If you haven't seen it, rush right out and get it. Uh, it's worth a good look. Um, but anywho, we got to talking about, oh, what are the odds of that? It's weird how they're similar named. You know, speaking of naming a product, mm-hmm. I have a theory. Okay. What was the number one aspirin company like 100 years ago? It was uh, huge. Tylenol. No. Um, I don't know. B-A-Y-E-R. Bear. Oh, bear. Bear. Right? You've heard of that, right? Yes. Everybody's yes. heard of bear aspirin. Yes, yes. Now, bear ass. Bear ass <laughs> is built right into that. Is it now? Bear aspirin. I need some bear aspirin. Bear aspirin. Bear ass. So bear what's, ass. What's Prin? I don't know. Hester Prin from the Scarlet Letter, maybe? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, but isn't it bear? Like, two syllables? In theory, but who, bear, pronou- who, pronou- you know. who pronounces it like that? Yeah. Louisville. Louisville, Louisville. Louisville. Dan uh, Patrick says Louisville. Does just, he? Just like you said. Wow. <laughs> Prin yeah. is uh, Latin for, or Romanian for through, as in going through something. Going through someone's bare ass. Right. Sounds about right. So I'm just saying, even a even hundred years ago, they, they would mark it. Uh, is that deliberate? Probably not, but. When they when somebody pointed it out to them, they didn't like change it. They were probably happy about it. Or, but anyway, or Purin, they were happy about it. Is <laughs> a, <laughs> oh, a, by the way, is a mountain range in Bulgaria. I might as well run, run this by um, our right. listeners. You the, might as well the, the bit about the Avengers Valentines upstairs. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> is that worth bringing up? Uh, it's up to you, pal. Hey. Be my guest. <laughs> Dive into the head that so, is Guinea John. We're recording in a house that has small kids. You know, while they're like elementary school age and shit like that. Um, <laughs> what, a, do, what, do, to give out their names <laughs> and birthdates. 
Um, if you I tweet mean, us, we'll tweet you a picture back. <laughs> oh my God. No, we won't. <laughs> um, so there's like this Valentine box upstairs of the Avengers Infinity War, you know? And um, all, there are all the heroes on the back. They preview like a calendar previews the 12-month images. Like this has all the previews on the back of the cards you'll get inside the box. Okay. And the one for Gamora, who is a very attractive green-skinned <laughs> woman, you know? She's a super sexy alien. <laughs> Time out. Be honest. Have you ever jerked it to Gamora? No. <laughs> Come on. No, no, no. Um, no, seriously. I said be honest. No, no, no. Well, the answer is no. You're and, going to now. No. A- any superhero? You want to take home some Valentines? There, there, is, <laughs> there, there is like Avengers uh, parody porn out there. You know what? Not interested in any of that. Not interested in any of that. Why not? Just. Do you think it'll solely your view of the proper series? My interest in that is zero. Nothing. Um, I, I bet if I sent you a link, you'd watch it. I'm sort of like a cross between an, an angry Italian and George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> is that one and the same? I just realized that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess he wasn't. Was he? I don't even think of him as Italian. Costanza is a very Italian name, yeah. but he's definitely way more Jewishy. Maybe he's half, half and half. That's that's a good question. I am researching his, it. His now. parents on the show are very Jewish. I don't like to say Jewy because that to me is all, is one of the more more offensive things to say for some reason. So, so uh, but you, you said it six times now. Yeah, you got no problem with saying "stick a foot in your cunt," right? But Jewy crosses a line. Uh, so you'll you'll be happy to know, uh, Mr. Jason Alexander uh, was born in Newark, New Jersey. Oh, you're looking at Jason Alexander. The, I mean, that's, that's I, I George thought, Costanza. Well, that's I, th- who, I was talking about the character, like the the man. That's not really relevant. Well, I mean, he's Jewish, so is it? But is George Costanza Jewish? Well, I mean, that's yes. what I thought you were looking. <laughs> yes, okay. documented fact. Yes. How about how about Cosmo Kramer? What religion? Also, wow, well, that <laughs> Scientologist, Southern Baptist. Right. I was that's, I was looking for the right thing to say. Yeah. Man, uh, this so, would be good Michael Richards jokes. Uh, so un. <laughs> So apparently, you know, Jerry is obviously Jewish. Uh, George is never specifically identified as Jewish, but according to some hints given in the show, it is most likely that he is Catholic. Uh, Larry David once claimed in an interview that George is half Jewish, half Italian. Wow. Although that could merely be ethnicity. Get this through your head, you Jew motherfucker, you. So there's some self-loathing from Joe Petty. Joe Pesci. I call him Joe Petty. (laughs) (laughs) Did, Did he build Pinocchio? Uh, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Damn, that was pretty crafty. She's crafty. She's just my type. All right. Why don't you speak into the microphone? That's um, Marvin's line in Midnight Run. <laughs> when he knocks out um, Charles, uh, what's his name? Not Charles Durning, Charles Grodin. Yes. Definitely different than Charles Durning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> Um, there's there's a brawny commercial. Do you want to get into this now, real quick? Well, we should at least preface this with the fact that you know, Guinea John here seems to believe that commercials nowadays have become overly sexualized. Oh, so I never finished my story about the Avengers cards. Jesus the one for Christ. this is a quick ending. Okay. The one for Gamora said, "You can do anything." You're, you're good at quick endings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you got to do it, you got to do it. <laughs> it just says on there, "You can do anything," and this. 
for some reason, it just makes me think like she's inviting the person. You can do anything, you know, to me, you know. So, and I'm looking at like a fucking second graders' Valentine's cards. It's like something so sad about this. What I've what I've come to here is like it's sad. But that's what we so, do on the so cynic you, route. You've come to that card. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're telling us? Exorcism is about to get some jism. <laughs> Ring it a boom. <laughs> Ring it a boom. Oh, the Guinea John soundboard is my wow. favorite by wow, far. Man. So yes, uh, through uh, Guinea John's uh, vagina-colored glasses, he sees sex everywhere. Uh, I don't know. It's just like so wired into us, like to be sexual. I guess. Is that, a bad, is, that a ba- is that a bad thing? No, though? it's not a bad thing. I mean, unless it manifests itself in these un- unpleasant ways all over the culture, you know. Some more than others, apparently. <laughs> what do you mean? Meaning you see no, co- I mean like cock and actual, balls and everything. I mean like actual, like... Actual. Like, um, <laughs> like everybody has their ways of dealing with it. Like, you know, masturbation I, I, like has been quoted to me as like God's gift to man. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Quoted to you by who? Give that man contract, dude. Like, could you imagine? Like, you know how some, you know how everybody talks about. Oh, who was the first person to discover getting milk from a cow, or who was the first person to discover plugging a thousand different things? Like, the first guy to discover you can jerk it. Yeah, like I bet women were so thrilled when that when men discovered masturbation because now they didn't have to be fucking raped every day <laughs> by you know what i mean like no think, just think about this back in cave times they weren't polite to each other and holding the door open they were like grunting and like clubbing each other and like probably get like banging like rape banging each other like think about what it must have been what are you talking about? How do you think courtship and, and, and like sex was back in the fucking Neanderthal cave times? <laughs> okay, so let me po- let me pose a question. Let me let me Go answer ahead. your question with a question. Do you think every species other than humans just rapes one another? Well, you've seen animals go at it. There's a, there's a sense of that. There are certain animals, just like there are certain humans. Right. I think that's something that. I mean, okay, it may have been more prevalent. But you can't just assume that that was the only way that people were banging. With a club. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> what are you, Fred Flintstone? <laughs> well, I guess my point is... Wilma! Like, oh, Jesus Christ. I guess my point is, like, dude, fuck, like, that we've come a long way, similar to how we've come a long way from the Roman Colosseum throwing people to be destroyed by lions. Now we just, like, it's all metaphorically through what's called football, you know, with pads and helmets like we've we've really come a long way like in terms of being humane and shit like that. Yeah. Uh same with the se- like sexuality thing like it used to be like 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 market like grunting and like you know grabbing and probably pinning down of limbs like you know it was probably like that's how the race pro- procreated and animals still do that. And we We've come a long way with our courtship and our all the hoops we jump through and the the doors we hold open and the the dinner bills we pay and you know some of us but some people still hold down and grunt and rape and that's <laughs> I guess that's what I'm leading to yeah well and then you know animals it is 
a consensual thing. You know, if if, know. if if the female of the species, like let's say dogs is, in heat, okay, like you know they they emit certain you know odors or they I see what do you're certain behavior to let them know, you know let the males know. Uh, and meanwhile, the males are you know running around strutting their stuff. There's a whole yeah, they're puffing their chest out, right. and then she picks one, right, mm-hmm. right, right. The one she likes so, I mean, best. It's a whole process. It's not just like animals running around humping each other indiscriminately, <laughs> <laughs> like, right? I guess there's something to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good point, guys. Good point. But um, so anyway, on to the commercial. Um, so this commercial that we are are queuing up is is all about jizzing on faces. And, <laughs> I mean, just let's just call it what it is. So the first time I saw this commercial, I was in a movie theater, and you know how they about, will play about when about give or take ten years ago, okay. fifteen years ago, okay, early two thousand. Uh, we'll say ten years ago, and it was a good year, except for nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I was I was waiting for an early two thousand reference. Right, right. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, awesome. <laughs> so yeah, it played at the beginning of a movie. Okay, and I was watching it, you know, uh, project, and I couldn't believe my eyes. I'm just like, okay. what in the fuck? This is the weirdest commercial. So for I've probably ever seen. If you um, seek it out, it's called Brawny Birthday Dream. It's so a minute long. After I saw it that one time. I never saw it again. I never saw it on television. Um, it wasn't until years later I remembered it and tried finding it on YouTube. And thankfully, somebody had uploaded it. Um, so we are going to play it now. And I would like uh, Mr. Guinea John here to give a blow-by-blow description of what is happening. Okay. No pun intended. All right. We're looking pun in through a bedroom intended. window. There's a married couple laying in bed. 10 CCs I'm Not In Love is playing. There's a very attractive man pulling a V-shaped... Be more like that brawny man on TV. Attractive, pulling a V-shaped, at fever vagina shaped, <laughs> like a paper towel off of the roll. Or gla- uh, glaring through the, the opening. Yeah, and he's on this cooking show. He's like, in this cooking show. And, and they sh- then they show him, go ahead and hit play. They're laying in bed. He's holding up a, pu- a puppy and a cake. The man turns over. He's like this, you know... He goes into a dream. Pause it. He goes into a dream. He's down by the dog bowl as if he has become the dog. He's laying on the floor, topless. And, and there's this huge dollop of what appears to be cum shot. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just like faps onto his a, face. A, a mystery white uh, well, once goo. Once again, my question for Guinea John, what does your cum look like? <laughs> <laughs> That's very productive. Good God, and, man. And I think you need some water. That's very productive. <laughs> You are backed up and dehydrated. <laughs> you know what, too? I just realized about this. I hadn't realized until now. Yes. The band 10CC that okay. was playing. Right. By the way, that song was also used to great effect in the British Office uh, Series 1, Episode 6, and was also used to great effect in uh, it's the very first sound you hear in Guardians Volume 1 mm-hmm. when little Peter Quill's in the hospital. Okay. Um, More you know. With his mother, who's dying on the bed. Um <laughs> But ten, you know how they got their Spoilers. name. Do you know how they got their name? Ten CC. How? Because ten CC is the average amount of of uh, semen that a man ejaculates, ten cubic centimeters. That's exactly how they got their name. Okay. Now, did I just put that together, or did I just put that together? Yeah. That was. Uh-huh. 
That okay. was some strong detective work. I feel like that's. I feel like that's more than ten cc's. That's why they on call that guy's them private face. dicks. That's why they call them dicks, right? Sure. Sure. Okay, so this guy's got a dollop of. It's probably more like cake frosting consistency, which is what they're going to play it out to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's on the floor in his dream. That's Man. a nice touch. She liked that. She liked that. So sensitive. He wipes it off That's his face. So a, a with the large man appears and wipes it off of this little man's face. And he's like this huge, tall... Hovering over him as though he was the source. And he's wearing the trademark brawny like flannel mm-hmm. that's like a... a like a reddish, dark, reddish now, orange. Now, when you're looking at the way his, his pants are creased. <laughs> you mean in this right, yeah. region? I mean, does it seem like he has a kind of like a giant. He's got a bulge. Right. He's packing heat. Right, like like major heat. Yeah, it's it's, okay. it's like an Arizona iced tea can down there. <laughs> and and in the dream, the, the man, the sleeping man, is now half his height. And he's like this tiny, like, ineffectual guy. Like a toddler. Yep, yep. That's a bad little boy. Nothing for all the Look at the bulge. Wait. Yeah, we saw it. We saw it. <laughs> go go back a few seconds. Let's see. Right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, yep. I mean, and the he's holding the guy's head in a, a you know, like as a, like a bully fashion when right. when the when the whoever's getting picked on is trying to swing and they hold their arm out. Right. Meanwhile, yep. keeping his head sort of at crotch level. Crotch. <laughs> Go ahead. I, no, I'm, I'm checking out the bulge. <laughs> so strong. He wears him out. Picks him up, sits him on the counter like a baby. Has his way with him. <laughs> and now he's, he's picking up a giant phallic canister. A frosting applicator. Frosting bag. <laughs> and he's putting frosting on his head. And then okay. they cut to the man awake in the bathroom doing the same thing in so, a jerking motion with the toothpaste tube. So Okay, so he's out of the dream now. Yes. And in reality, instead of the icing, it's a toothpaste tube and he's in the bathroom. Uh, hoisting it up and down in a familiar motion. There's white creamy mitts out of the toothpaste and the, and the wife wipes That's something brilliant. out of the wife wipes something out of her eye as she stands there at the, <laughs> at the bathroom door. Dude, it was all deliberate. <laughs> yeah, and, so I, uh, I'm assuming that that commercial is just way too much because it disappeared from public view yeah. uh, pretty much immediately. Yeah, so I will... Okay, you, you know my cynical nature, but I will give you... There is something up with this one. <laughs> yeah. like, there is some... Absolutely. Some weird shit going on there. Yep. Subliminal yes. stuff. And a lot of our listeners might know about the Skittles commercial. Subliminal... Um, the guy banging the bride in the hotel room and like Skittles fly all over her face. <laughs> now, I don't think I've ever you seen that one. You don't think you've one. seen that one? Right. You want to see it? Yeah, if, if, it's, look it up. if it's readily available. Available. Yeah, money shot commercial. Skittles money shot commercial. Uh, um, Band Skittles extended. This is like a pregnancy thing. That's weird. No. Let's see. It doesn't appear to be up here. Wait. Oh, there it is. Okay, Skittles Come Shot That's is it. the oh name my of the. It's <laughs> the name of the YouTube upload. Oh, is it gonna load? Motherfucker! Oh, here we go. I understand okay. and wish to proceed. Oh. What the fuck? Nine minutes? What the hell is yeah, this? Yeah, something's fucked up with this. Oh, okay. oh there, that's the it's, one. Once yeah. you get to it, yeah, you gotta get past this. 
Is this real? It's, this was this a real commercial. commercial. When, when did it air, oh, though? This There's no way this aired on any Super Bowl or anything. I don't think it aired, but I think they submitted it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know. Oh, no, I don't freeze? care. No, it's some dude. It's some guy. Cheer the rainbow. He's doing what we're doing. Holy shit. Share the rainbow. How did they ever think? Okay, so just to set it up, this that's this, ridiculous. This guy <laughs> it might uh, be the greatest tux, commercial I've ever seen. This guy in a tuxedo is is very a banging, nerdy, banging a bride, excruciatingly a doggy nerdy, style, unattractive guy, scrawny ass fucking. <laughs> and the bride is like very attractive. It's just like so right. Like, so so they're dichotomous. going at it. They're going at it. You know, he's standing. Uh, she's bent over a bed. Uh, at the end uh, of some vigorous thrusting. He turns her over and ejaculates <laughs> mounds of Skittles all over her cleavage. And then there's a slow motion shot of them yeah. hitting her in the face. And she's opening her mouth uh, and trying to catch as many as she can. Oh, God bless America. You know, it's something else. When they, I mean, when they do it, they deliberately, they go all in, which I kind of appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Wheeler Walker. Right. Oh, drop my let me see those titties let me geek gander at them let me gander at your boobs oh. <laughs> take me to the pilot take me to the pilot <laughs> Jesus Christ anyway folks um, speaking of like uh, you said something about like you saw it in a movie theater Bruce yes I just want to bring this up um, like you know how movie theaters charge ridiculous, huge, astronomical amounts for like concessions. Astronomical. And, and the th- my theory has always been that they do that because how they they don't really keep a lot of ticket sale money. Hollywood takes all that, so Correct. they have to make house money, right. and that's how they recoup a lot of. That's how they do it. Mm-hmm. So they could pay the, the teenage girl at the counter, you know, whatever. Yes. And then I realized I was in a car dealership recently. You know, you know they have a reputation for like ridiculously overcharging people. Yes. Um, it just fucking occurred to me that that's a similar thing where they must not keep a lot of their car sale money or something. They have to recoup. I don't necessarily know if they are ridiculously overcharging. More, I view it almost more as that being the retail price for something. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's arbitrarily assigned by somebody who's fucking greedy. You know, <laughs> like you say retail like it's some godlike thing, godlike thing. Like it's just... Go ahead. Right, but I mean, there's you know that's the price that's assigned to it. So obviously, you could get it cheaper if you shopped around. Mm. But well, like here's the thing: like you know, if you went to, you could get it cheaper if you shopped around, but you wouldn't get free donuts and pizza, mm-hmm. and get your nails done. Right, like some places around here. Right. It just strikes me as ridiculous. Like. It's so exorbitant. Like they tried to charge me six hundred bucks for just two of my breaks. <laughs> like, I would barely. I would like. Oh, I, I don't even know how that's possible. Like, okay, but, right? Do you know what they changed? Like, did they change calipers or something? Or rotors, rotors or right? 
or was it just no. straight up pads? I think it was straight up pads. That should be like forty bucks. <laughs> no, the pads are like forty bucks. If you get somebody to do it, you're talking maybe like a hundred to one hundred and fifty, depending on mm-hmm. upwards. I mean, maybe they like had, there had to have been more to it. There Holy just had shit. to have been six hundred dollars. Rape. Did yeah. you pay it? And then all four tires. What would you pay for all four tires? You mean to be new, mounted new and balanced? Yeah. And, I mean, it depends on the tire. Depends on right. what what. Maybe I, like a notch or two above the cheapest. One hundred and twenty bucks a tire, give or take. Yeah. So four four for yeah four fifty. Yeah. Yeah. So six hundred is too much there too, isn't it? Probably, unless you got real nice tires. Nah, they weren't. I wouldn't say real nice. Uh, reminds me of the time I was like. Depends on what they charged you for mounting and balancing. It also reminded me of the time I was overcharged by lens plumber. I was going to say. <laughs> I was seriously getting ready to say that. It's been stuck in your crawl forever. A little, a little bit. <laughs> Anywho. Just just keeping it cynical, guys. You know, just like gotta, we've got to be watchdogs of society. You know what? We're, we're watchdogs of culture. You know? Is that what we are? Speaking of that. Yes. <laughs> I there, there's there's a sentiment going around, and mm-hmm. I happen to like latch on to it. Well, I happen to believe there's some credence to it. There's a sentiment going around that home ownership's a little overrated. That mm-hmm. renting is not as bad as we have been led to believe. Okay, now it's definitely been marketed to you that renting. Why rent? Why rent? It's who's who do you suppose has a vested interest in marketing that negativity toward renting? Of course, banks, real estate conglomerates, what have you. You know, so it's going to be powerful marketing. My my point is, like, how is it any different to pay a mortgage because the landlord is just the bank? But at know? least at some point, once you're finished the mortgage, you will own something. Whereas renting, yeah. But just... when are you ever finished? When when is anybody ever finished? Usually about thirty years. Yeah, but you know what though. I don't know. 30 years is a long fucking time to be in one place, especially with people like always constantly following this like breadcrumb trail into like the fucking pot of the rainbow at the end. Like, okay, now you said 30 years to live in one place. Who says you have to live there? You could be your own landlord, rent it out, have someone else pay the mortgage. So then rent is okay. So, so so see how rent is good in that situation. Yeah. The owner of the property always makes out. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, as the as do the banks, you know. So I'm if saying you it's use the same a situation. bank, if you use a bank to get your loan and your house, right. And you're saying if you, but people don't have money to pay for it all up front, you know. Some do. Ninety nine percent of people probably right. don't. Probably. But um, my point. And another thing too is that if your shit breaks. Is the bank going to buy you a new dishwasher? Is the bank going to buy you a new hot water heater? None of that. No. But your landlord, if you're renting, will that person do it? Yes. Yes. So it's like there's certain perks on both sides, I will agree. But I'm just saying the renting is not. And plus the freedom, if you need to fucking get out of there, like you just, it's so much simpler in many ways. In many, many ways, the simplicity of it is is sort of comforting. Mm-hmm. Um. The lack of investment sometimes can feel comforting sometimes. It's just food for thought. Well, coming from a guy over here who's moved about 15 times in his life, <laughs> whose parents always rented and were going from house to house mm-hmm. and house, 
I, I've come to appreciate home ownership and okay. staying in one place. Gotcha. Because I don't want to move my shit every two years. Right. So something to that. There's something to it. Sounds good. Sounds good. What's next on the agenda? <laughs> <laughs> so home ownership check. Um, do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about a brawny commercial? Nope, I think we covered it. <laughs> um, so the Mueller sh- the Mueller shit dropped and uh, with with nothing, it there was like not even an echo of a rock in a well. It dropped like uh, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> like a turd hitting the water um, <clears throat> with less satisfaction. So yeah, how do you feel about that? About get, the whole Mueller get, thing? Guinea Juan. Well, the outcome. Well, I mean, there were like along the way, there were some things that happened. And um, I just think it's good that people are keeping his feet to the flames. Whether anything comes of it or not is kind of irrelevant. What's relevant is that he knows he can't just run rampant and do whatever. Like anybody. You don't just think it's a giant waste of time and money now? Yeah, but when... I mean, are we far enough along and have we gone through enough bullshit that uh, people are going to realize that there might be better ways to spend these resources and this energy well you can say that every day about so many aspects of daily life and government you know the, the money that's wasted you can say that about a, mil- a, a thousand different programs and things that they do or say that they're doing i mean how much time is left in his term uh, uh, 18 months year, or so yeah right a year and a half well so, depends Six and a half. <laughs> so, I mean, don't you think that if, like, you know, the the people that are really pushing this, don't you think maybe they should start spending their time figuring out a way to beat him? Right, the next go round. Yep, I agree. Yeah, it's a I non-starter mean, because, now. Look, last time they were all too busy fucking off, and look what happened. Part of it is an inability to swallow our pride that we got fucking duped and influenced by the Russians and people fell for that shit. Well, but we didn't. And, did and we? they're like looking, they're looking for some kind of revenge or closure there. And it's like, it's not, not, not going to happen. Did we get duped by the Russians? Because as far as I can tell, they said no. No, that's not true. They said Russians definitely put propaganda out there for sure. They know that. Mm-hmm. But Trump knew nothing about it. It just, he just conveniently benefited from it. Okay. There it is. So, from that's what I gathered in a nutshell. Yeah. Now, there's also the topic of speaking of Trump. Um, you know, with it, <laughs> so it, melancholy, it, talked, <laughs> topic is. There's been a lot, you know, being brought up about white nationalism and shit. <laughs> you by, know, and by, by you. It's even like Christ with the New Zealand tragedy. It's like global and shit. Like this sentiment is global. Mm-hmm. Like, um, which what sentiment are you, are you speaking? Just this of? whole bit about white supremacy, I guess you know, and um, people that are willing to perpetrate violence toward just strangers that happen to be foreign due to this like rapidly angry xenophobia that people just have so let's say 
theoretically, this guy goes up and shoots um, a Hot Topic or a, a Spencer's Gifts mm -hmm. because he's offended by something in there. there or well, that's just, different. He I just mean. has a... But why is that? Why is that? Well, different? because he would have some manifesto offended by what, like anything. Just pick a reason. I, I'm just saying. Well, any other reason other than race or religion. The fact that that is the reasoning doesn't make the guy any less crazy, right? So okay. if someone's going to shoot up something or kill a bunch of people, uh -huh. I think it's going to happen regardless of where their uh, upbringing came from, because that's where most of this shit stems from. However many years he was he was listening to, they said that, that kid was picked on in school. It's not an excuse, but are you talking about the New Zealand guy? Yeah. Okay. So he was fat as a kid, bullied, and then that led that led him to white nationalism. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then there's like this talk of how Trump doesn't do enough to. Uh, like he'll just signal he has these ways of signaling to the to that crowd that he's like with them but he's so, so subtle about it do you think he's subtle about anything <laughs> well he he can be when he needs to be you know he's subtle about his refusal to denounce um overt acts of you know domestic terror or what have you um so have you ever met a white nationalist? Well, in person. I don't really know that they... That you know of. Well, that we know of is the key. I don't know that they necessarily go around with it on their sleeve. Maybe they meet. I think like they meet and they have their networks, but they have to blend in in the world, although they know they'll be ostracized. Okay. You know? Let me, let me phrase it differently. Have you, ever, have you ever met someone, had a conversation with someone who shared the views... Well, it kind of depends as well, because if you talk my grandfather, when I was a little boy, used to throw around the N-word like no, like no big deal. You know, um, my dad still does, but not like in a disparaging way. My dad, my dad will just say it like, oh, the guy's down at the bar. Oh, the nigger's down at the bar. Like he just like drops the word, like not like in any negative way. He's just using that as a, as a noun, like noun in that place, in that sentence. For black, he he means to say black people. He just plugs that word in. Um, but my grandfather, you know, who's been gone since oh three two thousand three, he he would drop the word, and he there would be a little barbed sort of tone, like like where he would he's like you could hear his disapproval about about black people, like so like that. He was just like one bad bowling night away from. Like, <laughs> like going to the wrong meeting or something, you know? Another fucking gutter ball. <laughs> no, what, no. What I mean, what I meant was someone burn across. Not, not that he bowled badly. Just what I meant was, it like, sent him over the edge. Like, if it, he, what if he runs into the wrong crowd on bowling night and they and they want to take him to a meeting or something, you know? Like, I mean, but I think a lot of that's generational. Okay. I mean, every you know, as us being white people, right? I think most of us can say our grand, all of our grandfathers were kind of casually racist. Okay, and I mean, I think as generations move on, yeah, that, I, think, I mean, it's going to get kind of filtered out. 
uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure your dad was slightly less racist than your granddad. Right. Uh, you might be back up there with your granddad. The jury's still out. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's like skips a generation. <laughs> Jesus. But Christ. I mean, you know, it's I can think of my granddad. You know, I, I I don't recall him ever saying anything like specifically racist, but there's random times where. <laughs> There's random wait, wait, like, like, wait, whisper into the <laughs> microphone. Right, right, yeah. Wait, there's you're, now you're, you're talking about your grandfather, not, but what what <laughs> what kind of stuff did your grandmother tell you? Oh no, what? Right, because I mean, my grandma used to say, "Someday you're going to be finger banging them all." <laughs> <laughs> so, as long as you're not finger banging black chicks, right, right. All right, but you were so, saying so, like you know, I, I, racist grandparents. That's, like I, yeah. I don't remember my granddad ever being like specifically racist. But I can recall times like, you know, having a football game on and he'll just be like, oh, they sure do run fast, don't they? <laughs> and just like this sort of like weird casual racism. Right, right. Yeah. Do you want to share it? Go ahead. Yeah, dude, I know we, what you're talking about. We locked eyes and had the same. <laughs> I had a friend who had a dad mm-hmm. who was, uh, I'd say, maybe a little more than casually racist. Right. He said, he told me, he said, <laughs> no. He's a big fella, <laughs> and he has no business really speaking about athletics or that nature. But he told me that you know why there's never been a uh, a good black quarterback. Why? Because they think of the ball, the leather of the ball, as a purse, and they don't want to let it go. <laughs> but that's why <laughs> running backs are always so good because they think of that person and they hold it and they don't want to let it go. So that it makes, that's, that would, that's what determines what positions. (laughs) And it made me fucking laugh. (laughs) (laughs) That is metaphorically fascinating. Um, But I really think he believed it. Right. Right. I don't doubt it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah, I think that's a little more than casually racist. <laughs> yeah, I think I so think that's too. just straight racist. I'm pretty sure that's just racism's definition. <laughs> yeah. Now, a lot of people will probably call us racist just for having this conversation. Right. I think we are at a point in time where, okay, like we have come leaps and bounds over the past 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. civil rights, everything, you know, from where the rights that certain races and religions have now compared to back then. And I think it exponentially gets better decade after decade. I think we've gotten to the point now where we're getting so PC that the pendulum is swinging the other way and doing more harm than good. Right. I could agree with that. Like, I don't if – you, if you want to identify as a fox, go fuck yourself. That's where we draw the line. You have to have a sense of humor about life. And, and a sense of realistic And a sense of reality. Right. Right. Yeah. I could buy that. And that's the thing. I think most of the world is pretty good. Like, right. when you bump into people and come across the hundreds of people a day, I mean, it's kind of amazing that more shit doesn't happen, honestly. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And the thing is, you know, while we may make, you know, jokes and comments that, you know, could be misconstrued as racist – which, I mean, if you took them at face value, yes, they could be racist. But I think if you listen to the show, obviously, you realize that, you know, all these things are jokes. Or at least I hope so. 
if if if, if, this is all satire right um but i don't think any of us are going through our days judging people based on anything other than whether or not they're assholes right that is pretty much my my whole worldview is i don't give a shit what color what sex you know what uh anything you are i just care whether or not you get on my fucking nerves exactly i feel the same way right guinea john what about you kill that indian son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) wow um that was uh mr posner from billy jack (laughs) um got him outnumbered mr posner um yeah, guys, I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's. I think most people are just good and inherently good and inherently looking out for. It all comes down to self preservation because we prefer order to chaos. People prefer order to chaos because chaos introduces the possibility that you might not continue to have control over every situ- your situations that are happening around you. And that is a threat to your well-being and to your survival. So we just prefer order to chaos. So we try to conduct our... We just walk out into the world, try not to bump into too many things, you know, like, and just go about our fucking business and go about procuring our food and our sex and whatever we need. Like, it's like ma- like sentient mammals. Like, um, Procuring our sex? Whatever. <laughs> whatever it is that we need is, like, you know, human beings, you know? Whatever it is that we seek and, and thrive, and whatever it is. Now, I think a lot of the sh- bullshit that goes on in the world is because our DNA goes back to a time where it was way harder to survive, and we are lacking that chaos. We are lacking that struggle. Uh, so then yes. we have to create that, this artificial that. chaos, which you know, I believe that in turn is way worse. I believe that, man. Everybody knows people that manufacture their own drama and shit like that. Right. Lots of people. Yeah. So I I believe that. You've put that really well, actually. I've believed that for a lot of fucking years. Um, Yeah. And if you read The Great Gatsby, there's these people that are so wealthy and they've been that way their whole lives. They've never known hunger. They've never known. And when I say hunger, I mean literal, but also like, like spiritual, like caring about anything, seeking after anything. Because everything's always been provided, and they're just like languishing on this couch. Like, what do we do with ourselves today? And for the next thirty years, what do people plan? Like, you know, they these are exact quotes. Like, it's like people need. I agree a thousand percent. Like, people need drama in, in the form of some kind of conflict. You know, they they there's you know thousand any any story of the millions of stories that have ever been told whether it's ancient fables or modern films what or Netflix, whatever, always has a central, like, hero, starts young and innocent, leaves home, like, has conflict with the world, you know, to learn something or to accomplish something or to acquire something. And then maybe they return home if it's a happy ending or they, they find rest and, and peace or they die if it's tragic, you know. Um, it's everywhere, you know. It, it's part of life. And and this is this is fascinating, yeah. Because all of the, you know, all the news cycles, man. Mm-hmm. It's like everything. There's it's so ironic because they exist 
to get dramatic and excited and disapproving and sad about all this crazy shit happening in the world. So do you see the paradox? Like they need that shit to be happening in order to exist. But at the same time, they're like being judgy about it. And like, you know, they're knitting their brows and they're all fucking like, Oh, what kind of world is this? Like, it's just so weird. The problem is they want to pick what that chaos is. And they have the means to do so because everybody's fucking watching some form of it right. until recently. Yes. They can structure the narrative how they want. The pro- People eat from that like a bird eating from a feeder. You can't even... Half the time you can't even determine what they're saying is actual news. Yeah. Right. And we've said this before. We'll say it quickly again. Like, you know... Like back when the days of Cronkite, like everything you needed to know was like given in that half hour and like you go back to your fucking evening and, and that's it. Like it was condensed to just just what you fucking needed. Now it's 23 and a half hours of people talking about their fucking opinions and people tune in on their big screen TVs in their fucking trailer park in Iowa or whatever. And they like see that in their eyes. Like it's like a it's like a it's like a five year old kid. Like with Kool Aid stains on his mouth, like staring bug eyed <laughs> at, like, you know, at a fucking circus clown or something. Like, that's all it is. Like, oh, look at that man in his suit on my huge TV in that in that television studio. He must be telling me the truth. Like, that's the extent of the of the intellectual like con- like connectivity that occurs. Like with with this, like, you know, and and I'm not just I'm not just calling out Middle America and the right here. It's like. You know, people get spoon-fed this liberal shit that Jeff, you know, likes to, uh, you know, deconstruct in much the same way. Oh, I'm supposed to be offended by by people calling midgets midgets? Oh, (laughs) oh, shit. What what am I going to do? What am I? Oh, little person. Oh, 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 yeah. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And it all feeds into the, the drama machine. Right. I'm with you. It's all purposefully placed. I, I believe that, too. It's purposefully placed just to get everyone to, to fucking argue and pick a side. Yeah, exactly. And it's identity politics, identity politics weaponized. Yep. And it's all Tower of Babel shit. We've talked about that on here before. Keep the people bickering amongst themselves and they'll never look up the tower at, right. at, the, at the fucking, you know, the Lord, and, at the Lord of the Manor. And keep them tuned in. So you can sell your advertising dollars. Right. Here's a um, and speaking of which, just so I like to think right. of us as like a like a I can't think of the word. The podcast is doing something good to get past that, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, sorry. I can't think of it either. <laughs> we'll edit that out. No, we don't ha- have to. However, if you would like to advertise on our program, that's where I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsors, check out our patron page. Yeah, um, set, drop us email. It's cynicroutepodcast at gmail dot com. Right? Yes. Okay, we have to plug that often. Um, but um, so yeah. Speaking of Tower of Babel, there's an obscure Elton John song from 1975 called Tower of Babel. It goes a little something like this. <laughs> it's party time for the gods in the Tower of Babel. Sodomy, Gomorrah. Can't be able have a ball, y'all. When the legends fall with the car back onto the table, watch him dig the graves. Cause Jesus don't save the guy in the Tower of Babel. No, no, no. 
It's on Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy. Anyway, I've done better. So, so did you were, were you taking it back more, to the Valentine's Day cards by like, saying sodomy Gomorrah? Ah, nice, nice, nice. Um, speaking of the Brown Dirt Cowboy, I like that little uh, kerplop sample there. <laughs> Brown Dirt Cowboy. <laughs> Uh, sodomy Gomorrah, I like that. Right. I mean, she did say, uh, what was her phrase? On the Saddam card? Hussein. Remember Bush 1 used to say Sa- Saddam? Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> <laughs> That's becoming one of my new favorites, too. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, Elton John. Yeah. We got an Elton John movie coming out in, at end of May. A Beatles movie coming out at the end of June. I kind of like this. Elton John, rest in peace. What? You in here? The fuck you talking about? <laughs> Today's actually his birthday. Did Not you know that? that? It's also his death day. Who's he think he is? Bowie? <laughs> Didn't we debunk that? Didn't he not die on his birthday? Well, it was like a couple days different. Right. This is like two days off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. How old is Elton John? Uh, 72. Wow, that was quick. I heard it on the radio this morning. Oh, okay. That's, that's sure, all. I'm sure you did, pal. Um, <laughs> uh, not, wait. His birthday was yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah. So I guess, that's all it. right. So maybe you did hear it. Um, Reginald Kenneth Dwight. That's right. Yeah, we'll have more to say after the movie. Will we, though? We will. Um, Shit. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere with that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm just like wondering. So Bruce had an idea for a topic. Uh, something about, um, tell us about a time that you got in trouble in school. Yeah, did you ever get in trouble in school? I did a few times, yeah. But Guinea John never did? More, more so in high school, but yeah, I got right. some good ones. What about you? Um, you know, I don't have really good ones from high school. The The best one I have is from, like, first grade or something. Okay. All right. Um, it wasn't even in trouble. It's just a funny story. Like, I was, like, sitting there at the lunch table there, like, and I had peas on my plate. And I, I turned. There was this girl next to me that I wanted to show off and, like, impress. Mm-hmm. So I, like, put one pea in each nostril, <laughs> you know, and I turned to her like I was going to, like, make her laugh. And somehow I breathed them up. <laughs> <laughs> And they like went up into my like sinuses, and I like flipped. I was like so scared. I thought it was gonna go to my brain and kill me or something. Right. So they, I go to the principal's office. And the, you dumb guinea. Yeah. I go to the principal's office. She sits there and she gives me this lecture, which felt interminable. Like she gives me this lecture about now, you know, be good, don't do that sort of thing, blah 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 blah. And I'm sitting there freaking out, you know. And she knew I was like sweating, you know. I was like sad and upset. And then she just like pulls a Kleenex out of the box. She just hang, okay, now blow your nose and get back to class. Like that was it. I, I was like, I looked at the Kleenex. And I was like, and this is first grade now. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, what is it really that simple? Oh my god! I blew my nose, and there they were. I was like, my, my mind was blown. <laughs> I, just remember, <laughs> I just remember, I thought it was some serious fucking thing. Right, that right. That you're you're on the way up. to the hospital. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's anyway. Funny. 
Yeah, mine was more of a get in trouble thing. Yeah. But it was actually, the one that popped in my head first was trouble by association. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually do anything, which I still call as bullshit to this day. But That's happened to me a few times, not at school necessarily, but go ahead. We uh, It was like groups of four for uh, some type of social studies class, government right. or law or some, I don't know. I would think I was 11th grade. And the the project was to, to write a poster cl- declaring what you think your rights as a U.S. citizen should be. Okay. <laughs> so one of the guys, you know, this he, a hardcore punk, like, you know, against authority kind of a guy, mm-hmm. he starts, he grabs, you know, he takes the poster. Now, it's three guys and one girl in this group. He grabs the poster and starts, you know, just taking over the project because he loved this. Right. Um, big anarchy button on his on his vest uh. with hold, held on by safety pins, and he's writing. I think we should have the right to smoke weed in public. I think we should have the right to masturbate in class. I think we should have to. And he's writing all this stuff, mm-hmm. listing this shit, and we're just like. Uh, kind of awestruck. I'm laughing to myself because mm-hmm. it's funny. You like, I'm, right. I'm laughing at it. I get yeah. where he's going with this. And he said he's claiming he's like, well, this is a law class, and I, you know, I should have the right to say this stuff. You know, he that's the question that I'm answering it. So that was, it. so we kind of just let it go. Right, we didn't touch it. He puts it on the board. And yeah, the, so he the teacher left the room while everyone made their posters. And do we you were, remember who you, just? I you, do. What's the first letter of his last name? C. Last letter's S. Yes. Little guy with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's yeah, okay. Yeah, there's, it's okay. Two, there's two L's in the middle. <laughs> what do you, what, okay. okay. Do, do you need to buy a vowel? Okay. No. 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 I got it. Go ahead. <laughs> so <clears throat> he comes in. The whole class was split into groups. We put our posters on the board. He comes in and immediately makes eye contact with our poster, mm. reads it, rips it off the board, <laughs> storms out of the room, happens to see the vice principal walking across the hall and shows it to her. Mm-hmm. And we were all immediately Are we talking about the short, up. the short, pudgy, white-haired <laughs> yeah, one or yes. the tall, lesbianic one? The first. Okay. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. The one that lives right up Harford Road, right? <laughs> yeah. At 2102. <laughs> She's got a birthmark. It looks like an apricot on her ass. Anywho, go ahead. So he shows the principal. We all get yoked up. The group members? All four of us. Uh-huh. Down to the office. Now, I will give the one kid credit. He did like take full responsibility. Mm, he right. tried to, at least. Mm-hmm. And he was like, listen, these three had nothing to do with it. It was all me. Here's the fucked up part, okay? Okay. So as we talk and we each get interviewed by the vice principal individually, mm-hmm. the girl cries, okay? Me and the other guy who I was but he, he was a buddy, we just kind of explained what happened. We were like, do whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the kid who fessed up to it, fessed up. So the, <laughs> the perpetrator... In this perpetrator, 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 the perp. Yeah, the perp in this situation gets like three or four day out of school suspension. Okay. Me and the other guy who didn't cry got two, I think it was two days. It was either one or two days in school suspension. 
and so much worse. The girl got after school detention for like an hour. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Damn. The two in the middle got the worst punishment. Right. Yeah. Say the first kid again. I zoned out. He got like three or four, <laughs> three or four days out of wow, school suspension. Geez. Wow. All for I just realized, off topic, but if you ever cheat on your wife, your dick will be a purple traitor. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the cynic out, folks. <laughs> this is what you get. Try the your video. wife will be like, who's the perpetrator? And you'll be like, I don't know, but I got a purple traitor. <laughs> Ring it a boom. <laughs> that was pretty goddamn funny. That's a good story, Jeff. Um, yeah, not really. I mean, it's just. But that guy you're talking about, he he had a Napoleon complex, you know, whatever Napoleon complex. Yes, uh, Napoleon. He's, he's like an assistant principal now, possibly uh, a principal. I don't know. I'm familiar. I I know all of this. Yeah. I don't know if our listening audience needed to know all this or gives a fuck. You were that. Yeah. <laughs> it's better if they don't give a fuck. So. Um. Yeah. Not a whole lot of other. That come to mind as far as getting in trouble. What about you, Bruce? What about you? I was always getting in trouble in middle school. Middle school, huh? Yeah, I feel like those those were like some the prime years for my uh, mischievousness. Um, I can remember doing things like filling my mouth full of fake blood and going out to the hallway in between classes like when you know after this bell is rang, perfect bruce thing and do. just fell on the ground and like spit out blood everywhere and just laid there until like teachers and everything were like rushing over and i just got up and ran away uh i can wow. remember i can remember getting detention once for uh running around with a moose can uh you know a can of moose uh-huh. uh, pretending you know holding it crotch level and just squirting it all over everybody um wow dude where did you go to school <laughs> <laughs> or should we we're, not say? we're not discussing these things <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of times it was just little things like that, but I think probably the worst trouble I ever got in, at least in middle school was, do you remember when you were following your friends uh, down the hallway, how you would kind of trip them by kicking as they're walking, kicking their one leg behind their other leg. So like, as it was moving forward, it kind of tripped them. Yeah. You know I'm talking yeah about? Kicking the back foot. Correct. To the left, like over the other foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, a bunch of us, you know, we used to always do that to each other and stuff. And when they were walking down the hall and our gym teacher was walking in front of us as well, uh, who was a woman. And, you know, I I thought I got along pretty well with her. You know, we're always joking off, you know, uh, joking (laughs) off each other. Always jerking off in gym class. Who's a gym teacher? And, uh. So, you know, for some reason, I decided to try that on her. Uh, so, oh, my God. So she didn't fall, but immediately I realized that I had made the wrong decision. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 you know, of course got sent to the principal's office. And they, they you know, sent me out. They were going to send me out for a week's suspension. Wow. Uh, starting, you know, the next day or that Monday or whatever. This may have been a Friday. Um, however, they said they were busy, so they didn't have time to call my parents or anything. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's convenient. Right. So the next week came and I was suspended, but my parents never knew. Damn. So I would go to the bus stop every day. You know, my parents would take me up there. I would get on the school bus, take it to school and then walk from there 
like a few miles to another friend's house who was also he was suspended for something else i forget what (laughs) and go hang out with him and just wander around all day long until it's time to go back to school and then get back on the school bus wow however a few days in (laughs) my dad's secretary her kids also went to school and one of them had mentioned something to her how you were gone, you right, been out how there. I'd been suspended. Oh, there's little pieces of shit. Right. Who And she, of course, mentioned something to my dad. So one day, me and this other kid are, you know, walking around, going up, you know, around his neighborhood and stuff. And I just hear this, hey! And I turn and look, and my dad is standing at the top of the fucking hill in the middle oh. of the damn day. So, yeah, no. went with my dad, went home. And just got the living shit beat out of me. Wow. Like, so bad. Right. So that's that was back in the day when it was okay to, like, you know, lay hands on your kids and shit. Right, like that, right, right. I mean, it was more belts than hands. but Right. Uh, I mean, I guess, in theory, I might have deserved it a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I think that was probably the worst I ever uh, got in trouble in school. Wow. And, and I never tripped another teacher. <sighs> wow. So lesson learned. It's quite quite the story man so it sounds like the beating worked i mean i guess <laughs> yeah i used to get in trouble for shit that that kid up the street jason i told you about he used to get me in all kind of trouble mm-hmm. he would be the perpetrator but uh i would be the he would never get in trouble i would he'd, be the one he'd to get be in the perp he'd be the perpetrator <laughs> <laughs> um my dad had to like you know do the belt thing a couple times i right. remember but like after a couple times like i didn't want to give him an excuse to do that again, so I shaped up, you know. So I, it definitely worked where I was concerned. It was effective as a means of correction. Mm-hmm. Um, about you, Jeff? Any what getting beat by my parents' stories? I mean, I know you got one. I don't know if you want to share any of it. But <laughs> oh no, I can't tell that. That's one. fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, it never. It didn't happen often. Let's put it that way. Okay, that's good. I once got beat with a rake. <laughs> I went out. Uh, <laughs> went out with some friends. Was running around like through the woods and stuff. And there was like this giant like construction area, like this almost a uh, 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 sort of a uh, oh, what's it called? Industrial what? park? No, it, it was these giant. We called them the sand pits. Okay, but it was this giant area with all this construction. They were uh, uh <laughs> fuck. What the hell is it called when they're like not mining, but they're Quarrying? Yes. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Um, so went back there and came home just like covered in mud. And apparently I, we were supposed to go somewhere with like my parents. And I was like an hour later than I was supposed to be because, you know, I was a kid and didn't have a watch. Who the fuck knows what time it was? Right. Uh, but yeah, so as I was, you know, walking in, my dad was yelling and then just fucking like whacked me with a rake uh, as I was going in. Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? I just can't imagine why we all got time enough to cry. <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> that might be a better one. I'm gonna say that one. Um, speaking of Chicago, <laughs> who the fuck is talking about Chicago? Uh, I just sang a, C- a Chicago song. Oh, I didn't yeah. know what song it was. Oh, you didn't know what that was? <laughs> I just out of nowhere. So um, they they had a their lead guitar player and he was one of their lead singers. Mm-hmm. Terry Kath was his name. Uh, he was a. He, have you heard? You've heard twenty five or six to four, right? 
Yes. Chicago track. Yes, yes sure. You, you familiar with the guitar solo in that song? Not well enough it's, to say I'm familiar with it. It's one of the most slaying fucking electric guitar solos. It's one of the best, like, top three maybe ever in the history of electric guitar solos. Why, why don't you sing it's it like for us? way fucking up there. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to play it in my head. That's the riff, yeah. But then there's this, like, searing fucking solo later in the song. Like, well, anyway, Terry Kath was just, all I can like... He- all I can hear is the horns. Tremendously fucking talented fucking guitarist, you know? Good song. And Chicago had a lot of success in the 70s, um, but um, in 1978, it was January of 78, I believe, Terry Kath, he was a big gun enthusiast, and he was like, uh, he had been drinking and drugging, you know, and it was late at night, and he was hanging out with a friend or two, and he had a fucking gun in his hand. He's like playing around and just being lollygagging with it, and uh, is took the clip out. Didn't realize there was one in the chamber. Put it to his own head and just fucking shot himself in the head. Like, just just playing around. Um, Which is exactly how that young actor, John Eric Hexum, that I brought up before from Voyager and Cover Up. He was this up-and-coming, like, heartthrob type guy, early 80s. He did the same fucking thing to himself in, uh, backstage between takes. Um, My dad shot somebody else in the throat doing that. I don't know if that's probably something you want shared, but uh, well, too late now. <laughs> okay, Dick Cheney, let's have yeah. it. Yeah, they, I, they were in gunsmithing school. They were all fucking drunk. They had guns. Gunsmithing school. Yeah, is this like a Sally Struthers gun repair certificate? You get you get on like fucking over the phone. No. <laughs> uh, gun repair. Remember those commercials with Sally Struthers? God, you think your dad would do the show? I really want to. <laughs> sounds awesome. Right. He hunts. He's got stuffed polar bears, whatever the fuck you, ha- whatever it was, and he's got a secretary. He like that makes who his knows own. What's going on there? I want to hear that story. Makes his own <laughs> guns. Beats his son with a belt. Sounds like quite the. He's like the Dosekis guy of, uh, of Harper County. <laughs> Is your dad Joe Rogan? <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> How do you know if he really beats me? <laughs> Fucking Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it is. Oh, fantastic! Anyway, you were, uh, go on. You know what Whitney Houston? Uh, you know what her t- favorite time of day is? What? Seven o'clock on the dot. She got a crack rock. I can't quite get up that high. She could. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. That guy that sings it. That whole crackhead guy in that little. Vine video, he he hits that high note, man. He should be a singer. He could make money doing that. <laughs> anyway, I won't interrupt you anymore. Yeah, we need to hear more about your dad shooting someone in the throat. Yeah, I cut, we cut so, you off. So you were saying, why did Whitney Houston snort <laughs> artificial sweetener? Um, don't know. She thought it was Diet Coke. Oh, Ring it a boom. Uh, that's kind of a groaner. What 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 what's the difference between Whitney Houston and Captain Morgan? What? Captain Morgan comes alive when you add coke. <laughs> comes alive. What's the difference between February and Whitney Houston? Uh something about snow. February makes it the 28th. Oh. Wait, what? 
I guess she I guess she was only 27 when she died. No. Part of the 27 when, Club. No, Whitney Houston. She was way died. older than that. Yeah, she was in her 40s, if not 50. And I don't get the joke. Maybe maybe it was like meant for her daughter. Meant for Amy Winehouse or somebody else. It said Whitney Houston. Didn't Whitney Houston's daughter also die? Oh. I think that's true. In a bathtub or something. Same, maybe, yeah, maybe that's just... Same a, way, yeah, right? It's just not a good joke. All right, how about this one? Yeah, right. wait, wait a minute. Dip okay. into the Ken Got Burns uh, screenplay for stand-up <clears throat> comedy. What's the difference between Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson? Oh, Jesus. Who knows? Nothing now. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant as fuck. <laughs> that is fucking... Wow. So yeah, so there's many the, levels. There, there may have been a couple groaners there, but eventually no, that, that we, we got the one that yeah, mattered. That one, nothing. Yeah, once again, wow. God, <laughs> what's the difference between Whitney Houston and Whitney Houston jokes? What the jokes will get old. Oh <laughs> man, uh, Jesus, it's <laughs> <laughs> awful. <laughs> Dong. <laughs> Dude, man, Bobby Brown used to be, you know, Bobby Brown. Didn't he like, like abuse her or something? <laughs> I, I, call it a hunch, right? right yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm pretty sure that you know two crackheads living together with kids, you know, probably wasn't the healthiest relationship. Jesus, yes. Did you ever tell your um? I don't know if you want to tell the, the Terrell, <laughs> Terrell Suggs thing you told us. Did you tell that yet on an episode? Probably not. Probably. Do you want to get into that? I could be pretty vague about it. All right. <laughs> However, you did just give his name out, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we should. I don't want the Terrell Suggs people coming after me. Well, we don't have to talk about you can, it. You can just bleep it if you want. That's a good point. I mean, we've said his name like four times now, so. Right. All right. I can bleep it. It's fine. All right. This uh, professional NFL player. Named Terrell Suggs. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, let's just say I know... A friend of a friend who installs cable, cable, had, cable, had to install some cable at his house, <laughs> and he was not there. However, this cable guy mm-hmm. did say what was there. He said there was lots of people, all ages, lots of just random grown uh, grown dudes, lots of women in the kitchen bantering, like a dozen people, and a bunch of kids running around. Mm-hmm. The weird thing is, when every television, there was hardcore porn playing. <laughs> and that's the only because they didn't have cable, so that's the only DVDs, I guess, they could they had. <laughs> but that's what was all in the background with all these kids running around and all these fucking whoever else was there, the entourage. Mm-hmm. And he said it was the, <laughs> the most awkward installation <laughs> he ever had to do. Emphasis that's on something. installation. Yeah. Ah, nice. Now, this is all allegedly, so. Allegedly. Um, but probably. Most likely. <laughs> it reminds me of Br- episode or two ago, Bruce was like, did Michael Jackson diddle kids? Well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said probably. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Any more trouble in school stories? Um, I just remember 99% of the fights would just be like these like pushing. Right. They weren't even like real fights. They were just like kids pushing each other and shit oh no i've seen some real, seen real yeah real ones. it didn't take place at the school but after yeah. school oh yeah i remember dude. in high school one of my favorite fights uh there was this one dude 
you know, I had some beef with this other guy. And right as he was throwing his punch, like the guy's girlfriend got in the middle to try to break it up. <laughs> oh, no. And he fucking clocked her so hard. Oh. She like went down, had like a big gash in her face. Damn. Down goes Frazier. Right. It was pretty incredible. Yeah. And it's so funny to think back on like the reasons for high school fights or like middle school fights. It's like the biggest bullshit nowadays. I yeah. mean, if you if you think about like, you know, the cause of friction back then, it's like, who the fuck cares anymore? Dude, that's all just age and hormones and kids being physically able to do shit, but not mentally able to comprehend shit. Right. You know. Yeah, that's something else. It sucks it has to be that way, but. I mean, it's part of growing up. Yeah. Saw some kid get his head like punted. It's <laughs> fucking terrible. Um, we talked about uh, the strange celebrity death of Terry Kath and John Eric Hexum. Um, also, Brandon Lee died that way, right? Or he was shot by a something. Brandon Lee, there was like gun. there was a blank in the gun, uh, and somehow I think like the cartridge got lodged in the barrel. So when they shot another blank, it still propelled it as a projectile. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I think it like perforated something in him, some sort of internal organs, and he bled out. Damn, uh, it was like a really like a freak occurrence. Yeah, on oh, that was that the sequel to the Crow. No, it was the Crow. Oh, the, original, the, the original Crow. Yeah. Crow. Uh, and they had to go back and reshoot all this stuff. And oh, is he in it? Shit. I mean, is he in? Yeah, it, Yeah, he's in it. But uh, yeah, they like completely restructured the movie. It was really fucked up. I actually hooked school the day the Crow came out to drive down the Golden Ring Mall to see it with some friends. Hmm. Like we decided, you know, we were going to go see The Crow the day it came out during the day. Um, we would just look for any excuse to hook school we could possibly come up with. Sounds like it. Yeah. Right. And it sucked because, you know, we had planned on seeing it somewhere local, but they didn't have any movie times during the day. So we literally had to drive all the way down the Golden Ring Mall, which was quite a haul back then. There wasn't nearly as many movie theaters around uh, then as there was now. You know, there was like Harford Mall and Tollgate, and that was pretty much the extent of it. I... um. I remember being a little kid. You might want to look this up. Um, uh, my dad always had sports on the TV. and uh, okay. I remember being a little kid and seeing live, as it was happening, Ray Boom Boom Mancini fighting Dooku Kim. Um, and he fucking kills him. Dooku Kim dies. Like it's It was like a long, long bout mm-hmm. with many rounds. I've seen clips of it. And... Uh, he just pummels him so much that he just the dude goes into whatever and he just dies. Uh, is there a date? Eighty two, eighty one. November thirteenth, nineteen eighty two. Wow, that's fucking insane, man. I remember watching that happen. I remember them taking him off, and I don't know when they annou- if they announced that he was dead, like in that broadcast, or if it came out later. Mm-hmm. That part I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was later. Um. So that's, I mean, that you almost, you're not as surprised by that because it's people boxing and I've expressed my opinions about boxing on here before. It's also like the only person to ever die in the boxing ring, so. Well, that we know about. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's the only one. You know how many like boxing matches there have been, like just pickup matches in gymnasiums or like, you know, military field bases or what have you? Look it up, Bruce. Look it up. Um, and Warren Zevon later immortalized that in a, a song called Boom Boom Mancini. 
Want to ask him who was responsible for the death of Dooku Kim? <laughs> Keep going. Uh, that's the only part I really remember. Oh. Um, so, I know the chorus, too. So but. a list of people who died during boxing matches. Ed Sanders. Um, Ed Sanders could have won this war. Died after in 1954 after 11 rounds with Willie James. Colonel uh, Sanders! Apparently he was knocked unconscious during the fight. Um, and I guess he died later that night. <laughs> You could have sent the colonel over there. Benny Perret, Perret, whatever. Screw you, Benny! (laughs) 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 See you at the party, Richter. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, uh, the guy, uh, so this Benny the Kid Perret, a Cuban uh, welterweight boxer. uh, All right, brass tacks. How many people? Numbers. (laughs) You don't need names. Got, Nobody he, knows who the fuck he, we're talking he, he about. He got punched 29 consecutive times and uh, died in the hospital Christ. 10 days later. 29 times? He Dude. went He went into a coma in the ring and died 10 days later. Uh, Leah Vander Johnson in 2005 fought Hazel Chavez. Uh, Damn. We'll stop, the fight will stop in the 11th round after he received a series of punches, collapsed in the locker room, rushed to the hospital, had emergency surgery, was placed in a drug-induced coma, but died as a result uh, on the twenty second, so five days later. Now that was recent. I'm surprised that's not, you know. Well, you know they're not going to want ago. that to be too much common public right. knowledge because it hurts their fucking brand. Davy Moore in 1963 hit the base of his neck on the bottom rope in the ring after being re- uh, repeatedly hit by opponent Sugar Ramos. Ramos. Remus. Why so many sugar names? Don't know. Simon Byrne, Irish boxer, 1833, after going 99 rounds against James Burke three days earlier. Uh, Burke later went on trial for manslaughter, but he was found not guilty. Isn't I mean, boxing I, nicknamed the sweet science? Somewhere. I don't know. Is it? I think it is. Yeah, but what's sweet about it? It's I don't get it. The, the movements, the flow. Yeah. The, you know. Pedro Alcazar, <laughs> Panamanian super flyweight boxer. Uh Super Good health fly. report. Uh, two days later, collapsed in his hotel room and died in the hospital. Uh, blah blah blah. All right. So Robert Wangila. Jesus Christ. Kenyan welterweight. Way more than I would have anticipated. Uh, he died. Blah blah blah. Duck Kukim. Can, can you die in the ring? I don't know. Can you? Ernie Schnaff. <laughs> Duke Kukim is the one I was talking about. Mike Quarry. <laughs> Said Duck Kukim. <laughs> Long duck dong. I was just going to say, oh, you beat me too. Somebody step on a duck. Ring it a boom. Frankie Campbell. Campbell. (laughs) You're kind of off mic there, Chief. Kevin Payne. That might be it. Nope. Alexander McKay. Is anyone counting? Jimmy. Thankfully, they're numbered. Uh, So we're down to 16. Hmm. uh, 18. 1920. <laughs> so in the history of boxing, 21, 22, 20. Uh, yeah, 25. God, look at that guy. We need to make your puppet. We need to make your puppet look like this fucking dude, Tony Marino. <laughs> <laughs> Most wop ass. Damn, dude. So a lot, a lot of dudes died in the ring, man. It's it's risky business. <clears throat> God, it keeps going. Would that say Muhammad Anal? Yes. Somebody <laughs> named Cleveland Denny. 
Jesus Christ. Jimmy Garcia. Jimmy Doyle. That's fucking Popeye Doyle in uh, French Connection. 39 is the final tally. But still, in the history of boxing. In the history of boxing. Hundreds of years, right. you know. 39 deaths out yeah. of tens of thousands. Right. right. I mean, it's yeah, not... these are the documented ones. I mean, you know, there were so <laughs> many more. Like, Pretty sure they're all pretty well documented. Death by boxing right. is in probably, you know. Yeah, but like a bunch of people that died in the, I don't know, 1920s or 1890s it's not going to be everyone's not going to be on here i mean we just had a doc a documented one from 1833 no i feel like there's going to be plenty where it didn't get documented those were just fights wow okay okay (laughs) those were just fights okay that's fair (laughs) um another weird celebrity death uh this guy william holden you know who he was bridge on river kwai he was Mm -hmm. a network right yeah he was in a bunch of shit um, How'd he, he die? He was like, let's see, it was like 1981 or so. He was drinking alone in his apartment or wherever he was. Allegedly. And uh, he falls and he like slashes his forehead on the nightstand. But he like, he just goes, continues with his evening continue, like, and he doesn't do anything about it. He's like, he was conscious and like moving around for a, like a, a number of hours after it happened. But he just winds up bleeding out and dies. So he was probably so liquored or so like numb inebriated that like he just like had this like mortal injury and didn't even like realize or, or like he must have just been so sedated by the alcohol or whatever mm-hmm. that he just like didn't even give it a second thought or didn't feel like he needed or to do it. He was such anything. a fucking manly dude that he's just like whatever. Okay. I mean he was walking off. He was in the wild bunch and stuff. I mean he was okay. known as like a manly dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that reminds me. Okay, celebrity deaths. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was, for some re- weird reason, in all, in all my social media feeds, Chris Farley has been popping up all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a couple- It's some sort of anniversary, I think. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's been popping up a okay. lot lately, too. Well, some asshole in one of these groups that I you know, frequent, it's a podcast group. I think it's. I think it was the Rogan podcast group, mm-hmm. but they are always posting the craziest, filthiest, grossest shit, and I appreciate it most of the time. But this one, it was hit the picture of him dead on the floor of the apartment. Whoa! And it fucking shocked me. Like, really? yeah, it hit me in my core. I okay, was like, so I never want to see it. Bitch. But can you describe what was unsettling was, about it? Okay, so he's. On the floor, his head is like pretty much purple. There's some weird white bubble, white bubble coming out of his mouth, and his shirt's open. He's got cash in his one hand, or cash coming out of his pocket, or something. It, it was fucking awful, man. Mm. I don't know if it was just because it was him, and there's like I guess my age growing up with him. He, right. There's a. Mm-hmm. Something goes to heart, but I right. was like, damn, I never needed to see that. But I saw it. I fucking looked at it long enough. Right. It was my Bud Dwyer video. Okay. Know? I kind of want to see it now. It was just a still shot, like a crime scene photo. Right. You know, but. Well, that reminds me of when I first saw the, the pictures of President Kennedy's fucking brains mm-hmm. on the hospital. He's like laying there literally, and you see his clo- his dead body, his closed eyes, his dead face. And in the same image, 
the top of his head and the brains coming right. out. Yeah, like his, you see all of that yeah, in one I've shot. Seen it. Yeah, his his melon was fucked. A little bit. And that one didn't bother me. Which is weird, you know, it's I think it's just who it is, what it is, yeah. when it happened, how I, old you are. When I visited Dealey Plaza a year ago, they have a white X. It looks, almost looks like a little white electrical tape just right on the road. <laughs> just like a little little X marks a spot right on the road where it happened. Um but yeah, that that is that's unfortunate shit. Um there's there's some kind of a picture of dead Lennon that's I don't know if it's authentic or what uh, that I've seen. Um it's fucked up. Here's one more really fucked up death story, celebrity death story. Remember a few episodes back we were talking about Super Dave? Yes. Osborne. Uh, and American hero. Yeah, well, that his real name was what? Super Dave's real name? Einstein. Uh, Brooks. Einstein, right, right. Yeah. Bob Einstein. Bob Einstein, yeah. And he's the brother of Albert Brooks, who was born Albert, Albert Einstein, Einstein. but he changed it to Brooks. He didn't want to be known as Albert Einstein. Well, their father was a comedian named Harry Einstein, mm-hmm. and he was well-known, and he... And he um, like he ran with like Milton Berle and, and like that generation, mm-hmm. you know, like Lucy and Desi. Don Rickles. Yeah. Um, so he's at a Friars Club roast for Desi Arnaz, I'm pretty sure. And Lucy, Desi are there, Milton Berle, the panel of people, and he's up there on the dais. And uh, he fucking like collapses into Milton Berle's lap. I think he gives his speech, comes and sits back down. And he collapses into Milton Berle's lap, and Milton Berle says, is there a doctor in the house? And everybody fucking laughs, uh-huh. like, thinking it's just a gag. And it turns out, like, they take him backstage, and he, and he fucking dies. Like, And then in the middle of this roast, so, and then they have to come back out, and, and like, Lucy and Desi are in tears, and, like, we can't believe this happened. And they had to say all this shit, like... <laughs> Was that was that your Lucy or your Desi? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, right in the middle of that fucking shit. So the one recently that pops out to me is uh, that actor uh, Anton Yelchin. I don't know I that. I think it's he played. Uh, he was in like uh, the fucking new Star Trek movies. Um, young actor, but he he played Chekhov. Oh, I saw something about that. Right, so he basically, huh? He was driving. You know, he pulled his car into his house one day, parked the car, went to go get the mail, and like he had like one of those pillar mailboxes, like one of those I guess breaking case yeah. ones or something. That's the way I'm picturing it in my head anyway. Um, apparently, like the car, like the brake didn't stick. The car rolled back down the hill, yeah, s- and smashed him against the mailbox, pinned him there, and he died of a. Uh, uh, Traumatic asphyxia. What the fuck? That is insane. Yeah. That house on a hill, man. Be careful what you wish for. Pretty much. Because that was in a flat-ass trailer park, that would not have happened. (laughs) (laughs) You're safe from rolling cars. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I wonder if he got like uh, you know anything good in that mail that day like um, you know like like, a publisher's clearinghouse right they'll be peeling that check off his uh, 
<laughs> off the street. <laughs> got a paycheck from work. They were peeling that check off the street. Get it? <laughs> I haven't seen... Uh, um, uh, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't paid attention to any Star <laughs> Trek. Ring it a boom. Since uh, <laughs> the search for Spock, which is Star Trek 3. ENC 4, where they try to save the whales. You know, I did see 4. I think that's the only one I saw. <laughs> The I vo- think four the was it. Home, maybe is that what that one's called? Four was it? I saw DeForest Kelly in something the other day. The new ones actually weren't bad, or at least the first one of the new ones. Did you hear they're rebooting with um, Patrick Stewart? Did we talk about Are that? They? No, we did not. Yeah, he's coming back as Picard. Picard. Strangely enough, Patrick Stewart was in. A movie with this Anton guy called Green Room, uh, which oh. was really, really fucking good. Hmm. Uh, it was about like this punk rock band going around doing their little DIY gigs. Uh, show gets canceled. They try to pick up uh, an extra show uh, for a couple mm-hmm. hundred bucks and end up playing this like neo-Nazi Ooh. hangout. Um, Patrick Stewart is one of the neo-Nazis? So, yeah, he actually wow. plays the head of the neo-Nazis. Whoa, He's like dude. the old man neo-Nazi. What's it called? Uh, Green Room. Which you know is the room where bands sit and wait before it's their okay. time to play. Um, but so they're backstage of this thing and they witness a murder, um, and they they're trying to get out. But then you know the skin has basically closed down the club, and they're it's it's almost like a siege scenario because it turns out the skinheads are you know uh, selling drugs and all sorts of shit from mm-hmm. this place. It's you know kind of their headquarters. Uh, so yeah, it just becomes like a giant siege scenario. It's really really intense. How really old is good. that movie? Just a few years. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Green room. I'll bring it over next movie night. Sweet. Did you ever see One Hour Photo with Robin Williams? Yes, I, I did. I saw that in theaters. So, at the Charles Theater in Baltimore. Creepy. Damn. Yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad you brought it up then. <laughs> so what's your opinion of it? <laughs> I just, I don't know. It just reminds me of like that unsettling. Like you would never, you would normally not associate Patrick Stewart and Robin Williams with like Dark really roles. unpleasant dark roles, but right. that just made me think of it. And they're both of them are really good in, in their in these respective movies. Mm. Have you ever seen The World According to Garp? That yes. I've seen. Yes, I'm very well well-averse well, That's in kind that. of a dark movie, really? not, it's not a dark sort of role. Up, right? John Lithgow's really good in that too. Yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, and you had seen World's Greatest Dad, correct? You've seen it. Yes, uh, no, Williams. I haven't yes. seen it. Yeah, well, you need to. You told me all about it, though. Right. Um, you don't remember that. Yeah, World According to Garp, that that college kid gets his dick bitten off. Right. God, I, re- I, I remember, I actually horrible. read the book before I saw the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like I read it, too. Probably after, though, after I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. And he, Hotel New Hampshire is a similar type movie with Rob Lowe. I didn't see that one. It's got that similar sort of, like, twisty, weird... Where the teenager gets his dick bit off? <laughs> no, I don't that, think that happens. Oh, it doesn't again. happen again? No. Oh. There's a movie called Teeth where uh, I saw uh, that <laughs> where where a girl reaches puberty uh, or as she's you know uh, you know approaching womanhood or or developing into womanhood uh-huh. her vagina grows teeth Jesus um, Christ and castrates dudes that she tries to have sex with Why would such a movie even need to be made Who would even make such a movie I mean two thirds of this table watched it so <laughs> 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 three thumbs up Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, lend it, I'll bring it and lend it to you so in the movie Teeth was Steve Harvey in that movie 
Not to mention Steve Harvey with a mouth full of teeth. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, or- Name something that gets hard when you're in the bed. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. <laughs> right. Ding, ding, ding. Um, anyway. Teeth, wow. So, are we talking about suicide now? <laughs> kind of want me, you want to make me. Um, you had said something about. And this is getting a little dark here again, listeners. Bear with us. <laughs> but that's part of what works. We contrast that with little moments of comedic, just like sparkle. We just drop it in there when you least expect it. So that G things up for you a little bit. <laughs> I don't know why I've been saying that so much lately. Yeah. But uh, apparently there's been a recent rise in suicides by people who survived, like Parkland shooting and... And uh, Newtown shooting. Is that what you were going to say? Um, yeah, I guess so. Oh, before we get on that, though, um, what do you call a blonde in the freezer? What? Well, her parents named her Cindy, so we should probably continue to call her that. She was supposed to graduate tomorrow. Wait a minute. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. It just wasn't funny. Okay. I don't know if it was supposed to be. Wait. I don't I li- understand. I like my coffee like I, I like my women. How's that? Ground up and in the freezer. Jesus. <laughs> Trust me, guys. If there's if there's a guy in Milwaukee eating human flesh, the only way they were able to arrest this guy is there's a man running down the street with ranch dressing on his ass. He's trying to cook my ass into a spare rib. Will you call 911? I didn't even see Sam come into the room. <laughs> Where'd you come from, Sam? He's so quick. <laughs> so stealthy. Yeah. I didn't even hear you. <laughs> you have a key? <laughs> what the hell? Hey, Sam. What? <laughs> Why can't orphans play baseball? I don't know. They don't know where home is. I got an idea, folks, for this homeless problem. It's not going to go over too well, but hear me out. Shoot the homeless. <laughs> Line them all up. Shoot the first couple. By the time you get to the third guy, well, wait. Hold up a minute. Before you pull that fucking trigger, just wait. I may have set my life goals a little too low. I'll get a fucking job at the grocery market where I take the carts back to the fucking store. Just don't shoot me. Come and live with us on the side of the road. <laughs> oh, now we're punching. Get out of the way. I'm trying to rent a video. <laughs> they always bother you, too, where they know you're going to spend money. Video stores, restaurants. <laughs> Man, Sam's really taking over the show. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. In- bye, Sam. Nice to see you. All right, see you later. <laughs> Be nice if we could get some other guests at you know times, <laughs> like maybe like maybe the ghost of Rodney Dangerfield could show up. 
Oh, your major's poetry. <laughs> Maybe you can help me straighten out my Longfellow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've been playing the shit out of Ladybugs on. I cable still haven't lately. seen that. On what channel? I don't even know, like AMC or something, IFC something. Oh, Encore. That was his last. Was that his last movie? I don't know. I, I think it was. Yeah, uh, his last starring vehicle. Um, didn't he play like the father in There's Natural like, Born Killers? Remember yes, that? yes, he did. Uh, yeah, Julia Lewis's dad. Yeah. That that was also on cable the other day too. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's some weirdly like I had ladybugs one. There's some weirdly homophobic shit in there that made me laugh kind of hard. What's well, about a kid who cross dresses? Right, right. Yeah, the yeah. They go on the right the soccer. Right. Yeah. A boy dresses as a girl to get on a girl soccer team. Correct. Yeah. Um, and is Rodney Dangerfield the coach or something? Yes. Okay. Who's the kid's mom? Or no, he's dating the kid's mom. <laughs> dating oh, the kid's mom. Right. Yeah. Uh, Damn. And he wants to get closer to some girls on the team. But there's there's a scene where. Wait, Dangerfield wants to get closer to some girls on the team? Wait, what? No. Who the, wants to get closer to girls? The kid that's dressing as the girl okay. is obsessed what with age group this other girl on this team. I don't, most of them are like super young, but they're like kind of teens. Uh, okay, 12, okay. Right, right, okay. 13. Um, like My Girl. Your Girl? Your... The movie My Girl. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Go ahead. He's <laughs> taking an awkward turn. <laughs> um. So there was a scene where some dude's riding a bicycle and has his baby strapped on behind him. Uh, and the, the girl that Rodney Dangerfield's with is like, oh, look at that. That's so cute. And Rodney's like, yeah, but when he's 20 and he marries a guy named Ralph, now you'll know why. <laughs> or something like along those lines. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, Jesus. Like, they can get away with a lot more in the 80s. It's generational. I'm telling you. That reminds me of that scene about the bicycle. Reminds me of a scene in uh, Shallow Hell. Have you seen Shallow Hell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where Jason Alexander is his friend, Jack Black's friend. You know, with the remember the spray on hair that he uses. That movie has funny moments. Um, Jason Alexander's character is so fucking shallow that this like I know what you're gonna say. like blazingly hot woman mm-hmm. like bike like bicycles up to them in the park. And she like looks at Jason Alexander and says, "Hey, I've got extra tickets to the Beatles reunion tonight. You know, Eric Clapton's going to sit in for John. It's acoustic only, invite only. Only fifty people are going to be there. Do you want to come?" And he like looks down at her fucking toe, like her foot, which is in a sandal. And like the second toe is a little longer than the big toe. You know how you know that phenomenon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's and he looks back up at her and he's like. Ah. Uh, I kind of got I got something later. <laughs> All based on that fucking toe. I have to think. That to me is like so exaggerated. Like, right? The exaggeration sometimes can be hilarious as fuck. Like, so anyway, about these suicides. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> hey, man, I can't help it. When you got it, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got something. So what about him? What about these? So my understanding is that the father of one of the Sandy Hook victims mm-hmm. 
took his own life this past week. Is that what you're referring to? And I, I saw something about a girl from the Parkland shooting who actually graduated after that happened. And then this past weekend, she took her life. I believe um, it was two from the Parkland was shooting. Was it? Right, yeah. And I think uh, what I read was that just guilt, the sense that what happened to them, it didn't happen to me. Like that, survivor's that, remorse? Exactly, that right. whole thing. You buy that? I guess it's it's documented, and I've never been through any of that, so I can't really say. But it seems pretty compelling to me and convincing to me, I guess. I mean, I heard there was like some warning signs. Like she actually went to the library uh, to check out a book on how to commit suicide. <laughs> Are you serious? And the librarian told them to fuck off because they knew they wouldn't bring it back. Dude. What, dude? <laughs> Are you for real? Did you just make that up? Oh, Bruce. Bruce. Wow. They call him Bruce, everyone. <laughs> so do you think that this is actually like some sort of manifestation of like some Final Destination shit? That reminds me. Hold that thought a second. It reminds me of a great Henny Youngman one-liner. Okay. Guy went to the doctor, gave him six months to live. Couldn't pay his bill, gave him another six months. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Final de- What is that? What is it? A video game? What? What are we talking about? It's a yet? movie series. You've never seen Final Destination? No. Jesus Christ. I got that mixed up with Final Fantasy. Sorry. Um, Final Destination is a series based around you know a group of people who have a premonition of an event, mm-hmm. like some sort of mass death catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Um, so they avoid it, but then death still follows them. So as it does with all of so us. So essentially, everything becomes. Man, you're just a ball of sunshine over there tonight, <laughs> Jesus. Wait, what do you mean? Death follows them. Uh, so essentially, everything or death keeps trying to get them since they weren't supposed to survive that original catastrophe. Okay, so so bad things happen to them, like right. unlucky things happen. Yes, like extremely, okay. like uh, ridiculously convoluted okay, okay. ways that death tries to get to them. It's like a big game of mousetrap that kills you, basically. Right. Never seen. Like okay, wow. Okay, all these things trigger other. things. So the antagonist is this invisible yes. sort of sense of death yes. is around every corner. Correct. Okay. That is not a movie I would enjoy. Yeah, great movie. <laughs> they're actually a lot of fun. I've seen a few of them. They're they're okay. How many are there? Okay, like Michael Jackson. Yeah, there is. There's a lot. Five, either five or six. See, that speaks yeah. to like people are fascinated with that shit. Oh, I've watched every one multiple times. Really? Oh, they're great. Are there gruesome deaths and shit? Obviously, insanely so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what brought up Final Destination? Part two is the best. Um, the, these kids survive. You know the, oh, the, the yeah, survivors' right. remorse. That's that final. That's ridiculous, Bruce. I mean, I just think that so this is all a conspiracy to cover up the false flag events that were per- perpetrated by the government. So you think these weren't suicides? They were they suicided. Were. <laughs> um, <laughs> care to comment? <laughs> um, look into it. Um. <laughs> What was I going to fucking say? Uh, so you're basically saying that that's the, that's the template for any horror movie. Like somebody gets killed, people sit around feeling sad about it for five or ten minutes, and then the next person gets killed, and people sit around and be sad about it for five or ten minutes, and the next person... You know what I mean? It's just like... Kind of like life? Old. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So this time you, you're saying it. <laughs> Ball of sunshine. I was just bringing it back. Yeah. I mean, but in this series, death itself is what's trying to get you. It's not some murderer. Yeah, not Freddy or Jason. Oh, right. Okay. 
So like something will fall off. Exactly. Fall off something, hit something else that will turn on something else, and it's whoa, right? It becomes like okay. uh, Jeffro said, a, a giant trap. game of mousetrap. I guess that could be mildly entertaining, or, or the you know, it's it's like the end of Money Pit, but with gore. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that's good. See, why do people enjoy seeing horribleness like that? What's I mean, the entertainment value, Bruce? You 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 do know that that movies are make believe, right? Yeah, but not it, it, they can do make things realistic enough in terms of realism. Okay, it's still where it's, it's still just, it's still all fiction, right? Yeah, but if you see somebody getting sliced in half or whatever, that's all definitely possible. It's like not. I mean, like, it's like make believe. Okay, you know, it's also uh, possible that somebody could laugh or cry. But you could watch those movies too. Yeah, but that's like normal, healthy things. Like not like. What about Joe Pesci getting beat to death with a baseball? That's dad? not a play. That's not something I enjoy from Casino. That but, to me is a blot on that movie. But you appreciate the movie, right? Yeah, and that is a part of the movie. It is a part. Without or, that scene, it's or, not the same movie. Or people getting shot in the face in The Godfather. Yeah. Or you know, machine gun down at a toll booth. I'm sure there's some type of gore in French Connection. I'm assuming there's some people do get shot in it. Yes, yeah. it's a very violent film. <laughs> so those are the only movies I know or, you've or seen. Scarface. How how many people die in Scarface? Yeah. How um, many? How many, Guinea John? It's triple digits. No, it isn't. Not in Scarface. He says the f word triple digit times. All right. Look it up. People who die in Scarface. Look it up. It's not. I mean, it's not Rambo equivalent, but it's up there, right? <laughs> uh, movie bot. There's an actual website. Movie body counts. That's very handy. That is handy. Uh, that is great. Look well, up American okay. Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Kill Bill. Uh, so forty. Uh, okay, so I was way off. Forty-four in okay. Scarface. Okay, that's still a pretty significant amount, considering twenty-six of them are by Tony Montana himself. Wow. Probably in the last ten minutes, right? Manny kills two people. Chi Chi kills three. Cool Hitman kills three. Hmm. Oh, convenient. Say hello to my little friend. Scene is eighteen, and then going to war is eleven. So that's right. Twenty nine deaths in the last you know Damn. section of the film. So what's what's the does it have the a movie with highest the most, body count? Highest oh, body geez. count. It's like Schindler's List. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude, you gotta give yourself a sample for that one. Which one? <laughs> this one? The horn. Yeah. yeah, there you or go. The... <laughs> Come on, that was a good joke. That was a very good joke. Going down the Schindlers and I'm on the A list. What did you ever see that whitest kids you know sketch? The Hitler rap or whatever? No. Oh my god, it's fucking hysterical. Uh so movie with highest. Any guesses count. for real? Well, I'm, just, I'm hoping they don't include things that have like a nuclear apocalypse in them. Yeah, they can't. Right. No, mean, I think they would have to be like on screen death. Yeah, I bet Rambo. That's my guess. Rambo. Uh, well, Rambo, the newest Rambo, the 2008 one, yeah, has fuck that. has 87. Uh, Shoot 'em up has 141. Uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, White Heaven and Hell has 150, which is actually a movie I've seen. A movie you've seen. Wow. Big Co surprise. Color me surprised. <laughs> well, the whole the Lone Wolf and Cubs uh, whole entire series is excellent. Japanese samurai film where he pushes around his kid in this little wooden baby carriage that's tricked out with like all sorts of knives and shit. Hmm. Oh, I think I've seen that too. 
Dude, nothing tops the scene in The Untouchables with Andy Garcia and the baby carriage falling down the steps. Which is a takeoff of the uh, Odessa Steps sequence in Battleship Potemkin. Really? Yep. Battleship Potemkin? Potemkin. Oh. Uh, Outlaw Jersey Wales, body count 55. That's not too shabby. Damn. Potemkin? Isn't that... Mandy Potemkin. Yeah, the dude from Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. In Diego uh, P- Montoya. P-O-T-E-M-P-K-I-N. Potemkin. Okay. Uh, now, see, these aren't given the full movie body counts. These are given specific character body counts. Ah, uh, fuck them. Right. Anyway. So Rambo and Rambo 3 kill 72 people. I feel like we're getting higher. Uh, the Bride and Kill Bill Volume 1, 76 people. Hmm. Where's triple digits? Uh, Charlie Sheen in Hot Shots Part 2, 103 people. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That <laughs> might have been where the Rambo is coming from because right. he's dressed right. as Rambo in that one. Shoot him up's 141. Let me see. That's 100. Hot Shots Part 2. Part he's two just two. standing in a pile of brass right. shells. Oh, great movies. Charlie Sheen. If it wasn't for the AIDS and the crack, he'd be a pretty cool guy. I'm telling you. Yeah, Major League, man. He was great in that. Yeah, he's got some fantastic movies. You know, I hate to admit it, but IFC has been rerunning uh, Two and a Half Men, and a lot of times I'll get home from work and pop it on. That show's funny as hell. Two and a Half Men has its moments for for one of those uh, live audience sitcoms. Well. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know what I meant. So the highest body count movies. uh, Oh, shit. Remind me to talk about that, about Laugh Track. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, 836. Oh, like battle scenes. Kingdom of Heaven, 610, 300, 600. Uh, Troy, 572. Last Samurai, 558. Um, Let me see where Braveheart is on this list. So Rambo actually has 247 deaths. Hard Boiled, one of my favorite Hong Kong action movies of all time, is at 307. Uh, A lot of Hong Kong action movies on here, actually. Better Tomorrow 2 with 199. Bravehearts at 184. Mm. The original Dawn of the Dead, 175. That's a lot of death. Pearl Harbor, 153. Uh, Invasion USA, real good Chuck Norris one at uh, 146. Wild Bunch at 145. William Holden. Yep. Kelly's Heroes, 139. That's surprising. I didn't remember it being that high. Uh, with some other good ones, the good, the bad, and the ugly with uh, with 126. That seems really high. Like, hmm. I don't remember that many people dying in that. Uh, the Patriot. Al- so the total body count for Outlaw Josie Wales, one of your favorite movies, 120. That's high. Yeah. Shooting in your face. <laughs> American Ninja, 114. Damn. Army of Darkness, 107. <laughs> Where Eagles Dare with an even 100. Where the Eagle soars. So, yes, those are some triple-digit body count movies that um, are very mainstream that you've probably seen several of. And so, highly so, recommended. So why do you find them so entertaining? Why is death so entertaining to you? Get That's my question. It's not entertaining. It's just, like, unavoidably fascinating, I guess. But to see it done violently is not pleasant. I just wonder... It's, I mean, it's kind of the point, though. I mean, it's but at the same time, it can be fun. I mean, the more ridiculous and outrageous, uh, and I mean, it's all makeup. I mean, it's not real. You're not really watching someone get their head cleaved in half. Okay. 
you have to pay extra for that. Right. Damn, what has she been through? <laughs> you get you get it on a small eight millimeter reel. Listen up, motherfuckers. <laughs> motherfuckers? The way he says that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> motherfuckers? Like he's got it down. He's gonna be listening to this, so if you want to give him a shout out. Give him a shout. Yeah. Give him a shout. So did we talk about that when John Mulaney was on SNL? Did we talk about that on an episode? No, I don't think. It was I think like, we talked about it not on the podcast. It's like three or four weeks ago, he he, you know, he's the star of SNL. I saw your Facebook rant about it. That's like, what I saw from. I don't have anything against John Mulaney. Let me start. I need to say that. Like, who's John Mulaney? Just, just like you know, it's a former writer for SNL, who's now getting real hot in the stand-up. Community. And he's just like this. It's picking up steam. Thirty-something-year-old white skinny comedian. Like he was a writer who just recently hosted. You know, now he's that big. So I was oh, watching wait, his I know who he is. monologue, and it was just him doing stand-up. And he was, like, delivering these lines that were, like, either just, like, flat and unfunny or just, like, maybe, like, uh, uh, just, like, a mild little chuckle. Like, oh, <laughs> cool, oh yeah. You know, like, like what I just did is exactly what his lines merited with the quality of what he was saying. Mm-hmm. But NBC, I swear to Christ, like they like pasted some fucking laugh track over his live monologue <laughs> okay. Saturday Night Live. They pasted a fucking artificial laugh track just to make the, the laughter and applause fucking thunderously loud. For the shit he was saying that was, like, not even very good and not even terribly funny at all. It just, like, was so obviously mismatched. Like... Now, back up the train a little bit. Maybe I'm a little spoiled with, like, the real comedy that I like. Like, the fucking with some edge and bite to it. (laughs) And he was given this, like, milk toast, like, fucking primetime America, like, safe bullshit. You gotta know your audience. You gotta know your audience, but it—you do not belly laugh to the degree that they had that cranked up right. with that laugh track, and that to the extent that these people were, it was something artificial about but it. Unless, this, unless they're a bunch of dullards. The same Kinnison routines, for instance, okay. or or Hicks, that make you belly laugh to your core, would make my mom walk out of the room. Okay, so I'm just saying to to each his own. You know, that's that's a like, good point, right? I, I'm with you as far as the taste and humor goes. Right. But. I suppose. I'm not going to shit on John Mulaney just because I didn't like his jokes. I'm, like I said, I'm not shitting on him. It's more the. the Of what he creates. The MO <laughs> of the station, really, if anything. Like, well, I mean. They didn't want to risk the laughter being like, eh, I mean, you know, maybe, not. Maybe the laughter was really there. Yeah, so I don't you, think it you was. have no proof. You need to hear this. this. You hear it is your. Proof. I watched it. I laughed. I don't know, man. <laughs> My wife was laughing hysterically. Nah, what the know. fuck does that mean? I don't right. know, man. What are you saying about his wife? Yeah, what are you, what are you trying to say, man? Because <laughs> I was doing in Vegas what you did with with your wife on your honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> did you fuck my wife? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> Has it really been that long? So those yeah. so those people killed themselves. Is that what we're saying? 
Oh yeah, back to that. <laughs> you got on John Mulaney. I forgot about suicide. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really read up on it. I just I just saw some headlines on Facebook. Ditto. Um, here's either, something. Either way, they were suicided. <laughs> um, either way, death chased them down. So, when you go disc golfing, frisbee golf for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> this is totally out of left field. The other day, the other day okay. I went by myself. I had had, you know, a little, um, let's say I had drank, I had drunk some, you know, let's just say I had a little enhanced uh, you drank, afternoon. You drank some THC. Uh, okay. And um, <laughs> so it's fun and I, you know, and in a, there was a string of holes, a bunch in a row where I just kept hitting a tree on my drive, just clunk right into the tree, you know. And I started to get annoyed, but then I realized, well, wait a minute. The basket is this completely arbitrarily chosen goal. It doesn't have to be the basket. If I decide at the beginning of a hole uh-huh. that, I, hey, let me see if I can hit that tree in the distance. Let's see if I can hit that tree right in the fucking trunk. If I choose that as my arbitrary goal, then that means I was fucking slaying that day. I mean, you have to choose it at the beginning before you <laughs> yeah. Before you fucking throw your goddamn disc. You're like one of those assholes who just like hits all the balls on the pool table and then one goes have, in. Yeah, yeah, one goes in. Yeah. I meant to do that. Because after doing it like the third or fourth time in a row, I'm like, hey, what are the odds? Like that that's not easy to do. Right. Because those what, trees what, are fucking right. slender as shit. Right. What are the odds of me fucking up four shots in a row? No, I mean I'm Pretty talking about good. I'm talking about hitting a tree. Hundred percent. Okay. Oh, you mean one of the you thousands mean, mean, of trees around you? So, hold on, wait. Back, back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the odds are pretty <laughs> and, good. And backtrack a second. It's not like it was hold a on. one fucking hold giving tree in the middle of a plane. And I think, I think, the, I, I think the, the point you're fucking missing is that you you accidentally hit the fucking tree. You weren't aiming for the tree. Yeah. If you aim for the tree, then yes, you then succeeded. You're gonna, then you're going to sink you it. You're going right. to sink it in the basket if you aim for that tree. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I just thought it was worth bringing up. Right. It is. Any disc golf talk is welcome. Um, I need to get out there with you guys one of these days. You should. I went out today. It was fun. Um, There's that bench in honor of that kid who died. What is (laughs) up with you and dead kids, man? (laughs) Dude, there was one hole, dude, you would have laughed your ass off. I think it was hole eight. When you get to the T for eight. At Scarborough? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to turn up in, like, up a hill into some woods. Yes. And the uh, if you face the other direction, you're facing out into this huge grass area. This Where huge all the field. other holes right. that you just played are. Yeah. So I got to eight, and I, like, oh, okay. Must be going back. <laughs> like, I fucking, the whole time I thought it was, like, I, I drove the wrong fucking way. <laughs> and, and I, like, walked down into the field. Where's eight? Here's the hole for five. What the fuck? And it took me like 20 minutes to realize I, I needed to go the other direction on my drive. That's just because you were all fucked up. Yeah, I think that was part <laughs> of it. Dude, you played that course dozens times, of times. Yeah. It's funny, though. I could see you. I could see you on that. What are you looking up there, Bruce? Uh, I was trying to look up dead kid jokes. <laughs> oh, like baby in a blender joke? No, nah, I mean, dead baby ones. But I was trying to look for something, you know, a little more sophisticated. Oh. With a little more age you to it. more sophisticated than how do you get a uh, hundred blended babies out of, uh, out of a barrel? Tostitos. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. I stand by it. <laughs> uh, 
Never has that word been used mo- with more like dramatic effect, like ever. Gusto. Like, yeah. <laughs> What's the difference between a baby and an onion? What? You don't cry when you chop up a baby. There you go. Yes. Bam. Sad that that's the joke I've pulled out. Don't you cry what's, what's the difference between a dead baby and a watermelon? What? One's fun to hit with a sledgehammer. The other's a watermelon. <laughs> oh, my. Well, Gallagher would beg to differ. <laughs> what's the difference between a baby and a Mars bar? What? About 500 calories. Oh, Jesus. Wow. It's definitely higher. (laughs) 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 Okay. So with that, with that, man, I had two Kinnison routines I didn't even get to. I'm going to have to table those. Oh, the the world's loss. Yeah, don't worry. They'll get them. Yeah, keep brushing up on the Kinnison stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Just what the show needs more of. Make sure my retarded son doesn't fuck with your act. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) we hope you enjoyed this episode of Taking the Cynic Route. Everybody, you have yourselves a good week. Good rest of your day. This is Jeff saying goodbye. They call me Bruce. Guinea John, signing out. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Taking the Cynic Route. If you guys want to contact us or follow us, through social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can get all of our handles at our website, www.takingthecynicroute.com. If you want to email us for guest opportunities or topic ideas, you can email us at cynicroutepodcast at gmail. And if you really like what you're listening to and we made you laugh and you got a couple bucks to spare, you can check out our Patreon page. Any amount per month will help us cover the cost of doing the podcast itself between production and hosting and domain registry and all that fun stuff. So until next time, like, download, and share. Taking the Cynic Route.